Welcome back to another episode of Talk and Chop. I'm your host, Gary Punnick, and today I'm joined by V89's Tucker Pierce and Anthony Fernandez. We have a jam-packed episode for you today. We get into the Willie Tiger replacement saga and predictions for this week's game at BC. We also get talk about FSU men's and women's basketball season opener as their seasons tip off this week. We also discuss FSU soccer's ACC semifinal match against UVA taking place this Friday. Let's jump right into it. All right, and we are back today. I'm joined by Anthony Fernandez and Tucker Pierce of V89. How y'all doing today? Doing pretty well, Gary. Oh, man, I'm doing great. Beautiful Wednesday. I can't, uh, can't, can't argue with that. Exactly. I know it's been great around here as of recent, but what hasn't been too great is Willie Taggart's firing. And, I mean, that well, not great for his sake, but I guess you could say it's good for Florida State. I don't know what you guys have thought. Obviously, Willie Taggart has been fired as of Sunday afternoon. If you haven't heard that news, I don't know where you've been. But the firing came after Florida State's 27-10 loss to the Miami Hurricanes. That was Willie's fifth loss to a rival if you include Clemson, Florida, and Miami as Florida State's three rivals. He didn't have the chance to play Florida the second time, but odds are he probably would have lost that game. So, how are you guys feeling about this firing? Do you guys think it came too early? Did he deserve that third year to possibly turn it around? I, uh, I, I think that the decision made... With how Coburn has our, our athletic director has carried everything, or Florida State's athletic director has carried everything, um, has been well because I think the move was needed. Uh, he, you know, he's quoted in his um, in his press conference saying, you know, Clemson was a disappointment. And I feel like just a president felt that this since this win we had not looked very good. And I thought, frankly, that the Miami game was eerily similar to the Virginia Tech game. And when you say the Virginia Tech game and the Miami game are similar, you're starting really bad. And it seems like you haven't gotten anywhere in 21 games. And that's where the I think the school itself, everyone involved, boosters, whatever you want to say it is, they they had enough. And I think going forward, if you really want to get a good start on um, who's going to be the head helm guy, um, you got to do stuff like this. It's good stuff, but you have, to, you have to make decisions like this. Yeah, I mean, I did think it was a little premature. Um, you do want to give your head coach, especially with the team he kind of came in with, you want to give him a chance to kind of turn it around a little bit. But, I mean, his press conferences, his, like after a loss, it kind of seemed to be the same, not excuses, but the same responses over and over. We weren't disciplined enough. We just didn't have it today. So how many times are you going to give that response before you guys actually turn it around? And I like like Tucker said, I think David Coburn handled it really well. Um, just six, like a 6-6 six and six season isn't going to be good enough. Um, and getting getting the head start on on a new head coach was probably the best option for Florida State football. Exactly, and I, I go back and forth on Willie Tiger because, like you like you did say, there was always those answers after the football games where it was we didn't we weren't disciplined enough, like you said. But these coaches sometimes need a bit more time to develop a whole program around them, and I know it's tough to look at because Florida State has that expectations and they hold themselves to that higher. Uh, level than most other schools whereas some of those little schools would give themselves those three years to develop a winner but Florida State it has to happen now and I still believe he should have gotten that third year but at the end of the day if they were going to make this decision they made it the right time because they do need to get ahead of this recruiting cycle they do need to try and salvage now what can be salvaged because obviously since uh, as of yesterday really there's been three uh, players who already decommitted for Florida State, two of which that I know of were four-star recruits in uh, Knighton, 
and that other DB, I can't remember his name at the time. Derek Ramirez. Yes, so they those were two big losses. And uh, in the press conference on Monday, Odell Hagen said they were up till 12.30, 1 o'clock, calling recruits and calling people saying, hey, stick with us, come on, stay on, don't leave. So uh, do you think there's going to be a chance? Do you think this next coach is going to have an easier time when it comes to recruiting or doing any of this stuff? Because this recruiting class was supposed to be pretty decent coming into the next season. They were at ten at well, I think ten at, or nine or ten at the highest in at least twenty four sevens ranking, but and then last time I checked the other day it was sixteen, and I assume now it's further down the line. So, how tough is it going to be to salvage this recruiting uh, class? Um, I mean, any any college team that loses a head coach, it's always kind of going to be hard to to keep the recruits. But in in the case of Florida State football, I mean, I'm pretty sure when I was sitting in the student section this weekend, I was sitting next to some of the recruits and they did not look happy at all mm-hmm. um i just think it's it's hard when you when especially a weekend like this when we played a university of miami it's just hard to see the team that you that you're considering going to lose in that fashion um and now that they lost their head coach i mean it's gonna yeah it's definitely gonna make it tougher it's that was somebody buzzing into the station <laughs> scaring me here no uh i mean it's it's one of those things where the the recruiting aspect of the thing is very important, but we knew that if we were going to lose to Miami like that, it's going to have ramifications. You are going to have players not want to stick with this because Taggart was the reason why they were coming here. Not the sole reason, one of the main reasons. And it, it, he was a very good guy when it came to building relationships as a very good friend. Um, but I think what people started seeing high up um you had big time boosters come to town this weekend that didn't come to many games and this was the one that was a tell-all and i think when you go out there and you play literally i can't say as ugly because that just doesn't mean that just doesn't seem too fitting as it was an ugly game it, it was, was ugly. an ugly game by Florida State. It they was ugly. nine sacks, most in program history, in a single game. But I don't even want to say like that. It was the most. It was the, the epitome of a lack of effort, focus, uh, focus on fundamentals, undiscipline. I mean, I could go like Kirk Herfried if you wanted me to. I mean, that's as simple as it could be. That's mm-hmm. what I saw. And as someone who runs deep, and my lines run, you know, uh, this is this is my hometown, and this is a place that we really pride ourselves off the knolls. And people I know growing up that are boosters, you know, personally that I grew up with as a kid, my 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 parents being friends with, they don't want to see this anymore. They want to go. They want to have a good situation when they come to Dope Campbell Stadium. They want to see a win, especially against a rival. And when you, when you start as bad, like I said, with 24-3 to 3 against Virginia Tech and you seem to not have gotten anywhere in 21 games, <clears throat> decisions like that have to be made no matter what recruiting standpoint. And at this point in time, looks like we might try to hire a guy who's going to – this his name himself is going to do whatever it can for us with recruiting. And I think that's what we're as – a, as a whole um, – as a search firm and Coburn and Thrasher and the boosters all come together and, and try to find this guy – they want to have a big-name guy who's not going to have to even worry about trying. Yeah, and I think another big thing besides the boosters that kind of plays into their decision also is the fan base. I mean, like I said, I was sitting in the student section during that game, and six minutes left in the fourth quarter, you see fans walking down the seats, walking down the bleachers, heading home. Like, I'm pretty sure I looked up and, like, I was one of 30 people (laughs) sitting uh, sitting in the student section. That might be a little exaggerated, but, I mean... Um, for the 
for the boosters, like that, like you don't want to see that. Like Tucker said, that was the end all be all game, the one that they went to, the one that they wanted to see um, Willie Taggart um, succeed. And I mean, I was like, I don't know if I was a fan of the hire at first, but Willie Willie Taggart was someone who I feel like cared about the Florida State program. There was always um, kind of a conspiracy or kind of like a back and forth of whether he whether or not he cared. That's just how he is as a person. He's not gonna like be super exaggerated in his emotions he I, I could tell he cares like there was never a doubt in my mind that he didn't care about like the florida state football program and that's something that um, florida state needed at that time when he was coming in here because obviously jimbo fisher did not kind of want to be here so florida state and their fans were looking for someone who wanted us they wanted to be here they wanted to be with this program they wanted to bring it back to its prominence because jimbo fisher kind of left it in a state of disarray almost so that's what really kind of like cauterized our wounds at the moment for us but then obviously they were reopened as the right. things kind of started to fall apart yeah feelings weren't mutual and and i will tell you like you said uh you know tagger might not have gotten what we needed done on the football field he might not have been able to guy to be fiery and have that personality that really pumps a team up even when he's angry you know it, it, it's it's something to carry yourself with um confidence it's something to carry yourself as a nice humble person but it's also to have a fire personality, especially here at Florida State, to get what you need done over these guys. I will tell you that the one thing I respected the most about Taggart, and I liked his hire when he first came in, and I want to give him his time, but it just didn't work out, was that according, and I'm going to, I'm going to shout out to my boy Brett of V89. Because Rutherford that is. He, uh, he, he um, retweeted this, and I, I thought it was a really good, poignant thing to highlight that if you if – you, don't know the true nature, like you said, of Willie Taggart. He cared about this program. He cared about these kids. He cared about the school. He cared about getting these guys back to where it's a focus on where you're going to school, why you're going to school. Your future is not just football. It's a lot of other things, you know. And according to the 2019 College Football Student Success Ratings by Encora eVentures Research, Florida State is at fifth in the country as academics go within their football program so far. Do people remember that we were in the bottom 110, like from That's 110 to 120 of, usually for Florida State standards. in APR, and we were on the verge of losing an eligibility because of what Jimbo Fisher left this place, like you said. He has somehow turned this completely thing around to where the kids are focused not only on what they do on the practice field, but they're focused on going to class and making the best out of their opportunities here at this university, which we all hold ourselves true to. So that's one thing that I will always commend Lee Taggart, and I will thank him for, because he has started something new in that case. Yeah, I mean, and also look at the school who's number one, USF. I mean, do you think that that's also attributed to Willie Taggart? That's a, that's a very good point. That's a, that's a good point right there, yeah. I so, mean, he might have left. He, he was he – took, he, took, he takes pride in where he's at. He takes pride in his program. He's just – He's not quite there yet as a guy who can lead a big time program and really I mean he was left with a with a debt with a bad card but you can't come in here and you can't promise that things are going to you know turn around fast if you can't do it. Mm -hmm. Scott Frost came into Nebraska and said we're going to lose and we're going to lose big and you're going to have to deal with that. See, but you better what, hold that's, true. That's what was different. Willie came in and said, we're going to go He wasn't fast, hot. He wasn't hot crap. He wasn't like, we're going to come out here and beat, but we're going to come out and no. we're going to do something. Yeah. You know, and we're going to we're gonna turn this thing around pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And you can't, if you're going to say that, you got to do it. Yeah, Just like any other reporter goes out and puts out a beat that's hot and new, mm -hmm. you better be able to back it up. Exactly. And obviously he wasn't able to back it up. And these the lights seemed, the seats got too hot. The lights got too bright. 
And do you think, obviously not looking in hindsight, do you think Willie Taggart has another chance at a Power 5 job, or do you think his kind of job is mainly in that group of five? Or group of six, whatever it is. <laughs> I, uh, I'll i tell you that, no, I don't think Willie Taggart's going to be, are we specifically saying head coach? Head coaching, any coach, well, uh, let's go head coaching, yeah. Because he's a head, head coach. Head coach, he's a group five. of five program. He's a group of five program. Maybe a, um, a struggling program out west, somewhere down here in the south. Uh, I don't know how Georgia State's doing. Um, Troy seemed to be doing all right right now. Uh, you know, those kind of programs, Sunbelt, uh, those are the ones I kind of see where he could maybe get a shot. I could see him being a coordinator or a position coach uh, at, a group, at a power five. Because um, his ability to recruit is bar none. I mean, he mm-hmm. can recruit, and that's going to attract anybody. I mean, watch Saban. Mm. Watch Saban. He'll just go grab him as a recruiting coordinator. Um, no, he 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 won't get a chance to coach as a head coach of the Power Five and might get a chance at Group of Five, but he's going to have $30 millions in the bank, so he ain't going to worry about anything. Yeah, he doesn't really have to worry about <laughs> money for a while now. So, lucky yeah. him in that regard. But, oh, yeah. I mean, he loves Florida State and he loves football. So, I... I feel bad for him in that sense because he doesn't get to do what he loves because it's always the worst. Mm-hmm. But let's move on. Enough about Willie Taggart and what he has done. Let's get on to what is next for Florida State and who could be next as the head coach of Florida State. We got a long list of people. It looked like a short list the other night. On Monday night, it looked like a very short list according to all the reporters in town here. And it looked like that list was going to just be Bob Stoops the former Oklahoma head coach and current XFL Dallas Renegades, I believe, head coach. He that, Those rumors were all over the place. It seemed like it was going to be 40 mil, five years. Uh, Kendall Browse er, remains the OC, and then uh, Jim Levitt gets promoted to the defensive coordinator. Jim Levitt has been, as of uh, recent, been promoted to being an on-field assistant, though. Saw him this morning. Did you really? And I said, I, I made a point to say, hey, coach, you know. Go get him, man. Yeah, and he—he he was. I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all. If you haven't met Mr. Levitt, and he runs around campus every day, stop and say hey to this man. He is the nicest guy, and he really has come in here, and he's coming here very late, and he's represented this university well. Mm-hmm. So those were the rumors. It was gonna be Levitt, Kendall, and Stoops as the big three coaches for the team, and then obviously the contract numbers that I was given just a minute ago. But on Monday, mo- on Tuesday morning. Everything seemed to just fall apart, and there were report. There was Kirk Herb Street. There was I can't remember the other guy responding to other people's tweets saying, "I've spoken with Bob Stoops. Stoops. He wasn't even in Tallahassee last night on Monday. He was in Miami at the new Hard Rock at the Dan Marino Foundation event, and so, and he doesn't even say he's a candidate now. So, where, who is is he even on this list anymore of our coaching search? Because if he's saying he's not a candidate. Everyone around him, I saw another person saying, yeah, I think this is J.P. Peterson, he was saying... The deal's imminent. What? He said the deal was imminent. What? But then he also backtracked the other, just recently, and kind of said, if they keep waiting on this, it's going to get worse and worse, because Bob Stoops has people in his ear, like he said, Feinbaum and Herb Street saying, the situation is bad here, like uh, Paul Feinbaum of ESPN said the other day, he said, Florida State's a dumpster fire. He And he said, I know we use this ter- term jokingly a lot of time, or it's kind of overused here, but... He said he really means it when he says Florida State is a dumpster fire. So if Florida State isn't able to get Bob Stoops, then who? I know you're kind of angry. I can see your face right now about the that dumpster fire comment. Not even the dumpster fire comment. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, and Paul Fonbaum, I dare you to listen to this. Don't ever come at this 
at Florida State University and say it's subpar facilities. We by far have some of the best facilities in the ACC. We have a brand new football-only practice facility that's going to be added on right next to two practice fields and, a, and what is now a six-year or a seven-year-old indoor practice facility. And they all run adjacent to each other, almost like it's a tight family. So don't ever come at Florida State and say this is a subpar facility area. No, this is something that Bobby Bout created, and you will never know that because when you when you want to stick to SEC, you stick to SEC. But don't ever come at Florida State like you think you know what's over here when you don't even come into town. I was gonna say when was the last time Paul Feinbaum even thought of coming to Tallahassee? Because I don't, I it's probably has twenty ten, maybe thirteen, maybe thirteen, but still. Picked he, Auburn that year. Exactly. He hasn't been to Florida State in a while. So, I mean, he all of the stuff that he sees is via the internet or hearsay. So, does he really know what he's talking about in that sense? I know Paul Feinbaum is a very respected person oh, in the yeah. media. He, I like I, I listen to his show personally a fair amount of the time. He's got some good callers. Yeah, exactly. That's the reason why I listen to those callers. are great. But do you think there's uh, – in terms of dumpster fire, he I don't know if he's really speaking as much. He obviously spoke to a bit towards the facilities as the part of the Which, dumpster fire. That's the only one I took it to I think I think he's saying the program as a whole is a dumpster fire in the way that the mentality of the players, the oh, yeah. coaches, the kind of the culture around Florida State has become. Do you think there's any weight to that? I mean, I just think – I mean, I've, I said it on Tomahawk Talk. Well, did I, did I say it on Tomahawk Talk? I said it somewhere that um, – I mean, we're just like Florida State football is a very well esteemed program, and we're not living up to the standard that we always have. So, dumpster fire, while it, it is an exaggerated term, and I mean, Paul Feinbaum might have said that it's not exaggerated in this case, but I mean, I guess compared to what our legacy has been, it could be seen as a dumpster fire right now. But I mean, I don't know. I I just don't think dumpster fire is the correct term. Well, okay. Well, let's get off Mr. Yeah. Feinbaum now. I think he's had <laughs> enough hate thrown at him or shade thrown at him for today. But let's get into now a short list of some of the guys who can be possibly Florida State's next head coach. Bob Mark or Bob Stoops is obviously one of them. Mark Stoops is another that his name has been thrown around mainly by our own Luke Fay at the station here. He likes him. He likes him a lot. He he did pretty he's done pretty well at Kentucky in the past few years. He was obviously Florida State's defensive coordinator from 2010 to 2012. He Luke kind of credits him to building Florida State's defense for that ended up winning the 2013 national title, which you could say is a result of him. So, I think that's fair. But and then recently at uh, Kentucky, he's 40 and 43. Currently four and four, two and ten this in year. Sorry, two and ten in his first year at Kentucky, and then he's been one and two in bowl games in his in his time with the Wildcats. Is it? Do you think he's a good option? Where are we feeling on Mark Stoops? No, no. no. I, the only reason why is because I don't think Mark Stoops is going to be able to do what you want him to do within two years. Okay, I agree. I mean, yeah, year one at Kentucky, two and ten. Granted, Kentucky's never been a football powerhouse. Right. And they play in the SEC East, but they played in that year. He they played in a very dead to the water SEC East. There was not a damn Mullen at Florida. Kirby mm-hmm. Smart, I only think, was at Georgia. You know, he's been there for how many years? Are we talking the year that he? Oh, that oh that first year that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, that yeah. was it. That was a watered down SEC, and mm-hmm. he really couldn't do anything. I understand you inherited a program that's not too great, but we are going to need someone. I think Mark Stoops is a great defense coordinator. I'd love to have him coming back. You know, mm-hmm. Bob Stoops is, was our head coach. We pay him as the highest paid uh, coordinator. It'd be great. Yeah. But so. I just don't. I don't think it. I don't think it's the one. 
All right, we'll, we'll throw out another name then. Obviously, Bob Stoops is there. How do we feel about Bob Stoops? Bob Stoops has had a pretty darn good career at Oklahoma. Went 190 and 48 overall. Never missed a bowl game. And then only finished outside the AP Top 25 two times while at Oklahoma. Beat Florida State in his second year as head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners in the national championship in 2013-2. to two. Wait, what was the score? 2013 to two? No, no 13, thirteen to two. Okay, you went, okay. Isn't the way you said it, okay, yeah, I was about to say the way you said it was so quick. It sounded like that's not fun. There's a very awkward pause at the very end. I was like, he was like, everybody, I think, was thinking what I was trying to say. No, yeah, thirteen. Yeah. To, we lost thirteen to two in yes. the in the Orange Bowl that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think Bob Stu- Bob Stoops would be a great hire for the program. He's like a big name coach. Um, now, I mean, with all the reports saying that he's not even a candidate and he's not interested in the job that's that kind of puts it smoke yeah it's a lot of smoke mm-hmm. it, could, it could be a lot of smoke um but right now like as a as someone who's following like fsu football and like wants to see who the next head coach is and they see bob stoops say oh he's not a candidate kirk oh, kirk, kirk herb street sorry comes out and says yeah he's not a candidate uh it kind of it's a lot of smoke <laughs> and also another person i think has been throwing up some smoke as well is Lane Kiffin of FAU. I, I see your – I'm looking at your, your yeah. replacement big board right now. <laughs> yep, yep. And I see you've updated it with the real coach, JB, who did at Florida State football he yesterday did. if you were not on Twitter. He did also like one of my tweets last night. So Hey, <laughs> get somewhere. And then I shortly responded to him after – I shortly tweeted at him again right after and said, at Coach JB, you care to come on Talking Shop to discuss the FSU job. We're still, we still got no response as of last night. So Hey. Hey, you win some, you lose some. I got what I got. I got what I wanted. But Lane Kiffin, FAU, he has had experience coaching big time teams in big time games, and also winning national titles. He's won a national title. People forget that with Alabama, quarter off OC slash QB coach 2015 with it with the Tide, won it there. He had one year at Tennessee, seven and six. Bad time at Tennessee. Said some things that probably shouldn't have been said. Got. Tennessee in trouble, and then shortly went over to USC. Booted himself, left, just yeah. out in the cold. Exactly. Uh, USC went 28-15, and then before all that, he was the youngest coach in NFL history at the time, coaching the Raiders, for the yeah. Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Went 5-15. and 15. I think Al Davis did not like him one bit. Mm-hmm. I think he had some choice words for him in some certain press conferences. You can go back and find those. But And at FAU, he's done pretty darn well. 22 and 13. I mean, last year was a tough year for him. He had a lot of injuries. I know a lot more about FAU than probably I should, just because I'm from there and I have a fam- my parents are very fond of the university. But he's going to go to another bowl game this year, so I'll be two bowl games in three years for him. And he's a six and three currently. His only two two of his three losses are to UCF and Ohio State. So those aren't bad losses if you're FAU. Do I- we- how we are so none of you, I the way I'm looking at you guys none of you are on the lane train. The lane nah the lane train I will not here's what I'll tell you about Lane Kiffin. He can recruit. He leads a team in a way he can rally a team around his kind of ego he carries himself, but he's arrogant. And if you listen to Lane Kiffin, I'm not I swear. Just own it, man. You keep owning it every day. Just it works for you. Did I forget to mention that his cur- that the O C that he had in his first year at FAU is right here at Florida State. And that does work out. And that does work out. I think 
we'll come back around and browse later. Um, we'll tie it up. But I think Kiffin wouldn't be the worst, but I don't think he's someone we need to put at the top right now. I think that's the best way I can say it. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to shoot him down like I'm going to shoot down Mark Stoops. be honest with you, I'd put – I think I'd put Lane Kiffin over Mark Stoops. Mm-hmm. I don't I, – I, I, just kind of what – I know Lane Kiffin has a rocky past, and he's been everywhere, and – yeah, he's won a national championship mm-hmm. at a, at a school that left him there on a uh, left the butt. You know, they left him there. Everybody knows about that story where he was left literally at the stadium, mm-hmm. left on the airport, the tarmac. He was left on the tarmac. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I put Lane out there ahead of Mark. I'll give you that. Okay, so he's now two on the out of the three guys. <laughs> so that's what I just heard. And yeah. I, what do you? What I mean, you, I wouldn't be against hiring Lane Kiffin, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's all I, I have to say. <laughs> my parents were asking me because like they uh, don't know as much about Lane when he came into FAU because obviously when FAU got him that was a huge deal for Boca Raton because that was the first big name coach they've had since Howard Schnellenberger and Howard Schnellenberger is the man at FAU he has a statue at the stadium he's the only person to have a statue at the at FAU's football stadium and so it was huge for them and my parents and I told my parents I was like he's only gonna stay here for a few years get a, do well here. He's going to win you guys some good games, and then he's going to bolt right yeah. out of town. So this might be the exact same, that exact time for him to do such. I could see a situation happen where, yeah, Bob Stoops doesn't work out. Bark Stoops isn't going to leave. P.J. Fleck just signed his extension, so he's out of the question. Matt Campbell, too much to pay out over there in Iowa State. He's got a big buyout. We could get down the line to where Lane Kiffin might be on that, mm-hmm. right there in that list that we might have to go with. But you hope that for Florida State's sake, there are going to be maybe more prestigious opportunities uh, open to you. Mm-hmm. And we can keep going down this list here. Uh, these are kind of long shots that people have said. Uh, one of our own, Matt Povtak, who's come on the show a few times, loves Mike Leach, coming Washington State's guy. But is it realistic? How realistic is it to get Mike Leach? I haven't really looked into it because I've kind of dismissed it every single time because I really think he likes it over at... Over in Wazoo. Yeah, I, I kind of dismiss it too. Yeah, so uh, Tucker loves. Tucker seems to love. On it. the train, Mike Leach. He. What's going to be scary about Mike Leach is what is he going to do with with Kendall Browse? I want to keep Kendall Browse on staff mm-hmm. personally. Same. Um, he. I, I want to make him head coaching waiting. I think he would be a great guy to just groom a little bit more, and he could easily step into the role. His dad was a. Yeah, he had his spell at Baylor, but when he was there, he was a hard nosed coach that led that team to some great, great football. Um. I will tell you, Mike Leach was a Florida man at one point, all the way down to mile zero in Key West. That guy lived down there. That's where his love for pirate infatuation comes from. I think I want to get the pirate himself over here in Tallahassee. I'd love to have him come over here, revamp this program, get these boys loving the sport of football again, get them playing high-profile offense, hire himself. He's going to have all the money in the world to hire himself the best defense coordinator he wants. Keep Levitt if you want to. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Hope. Whatever you do, keep Odell Higgins. Whoever comes to town, you better keep Odell. I swear, mm-hmm. um, or he's gonna retire and old, and I know that for true. But um, I would love to see Mike Leach because I think he he's a really fun guy, but I think he demands respect from you. He's like Willie; he has that ability to personally connect with you, but he's also gonna hold you accountable no matter what. And he's gonna get in your face, and he ain't afraid to grab you, in, you know, by your face mask probably, and and, and give you two cents, telling your mom's breast, you know, your mom's breast stink, you know. But uh, I, I think. Like, again, Mike Leach is a guy, but I there's still prestigious guys ahead of him. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can see where you're coming and I'm, from. And, and this is coming from, I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm a, I hold this stuff true. 
whoever's going to take over this program going forward has got to be the best, and that's what we want. It's all about, like you said, bomb bomb, Herb Herb Street blowing up. Just I think smoke that doesn't need to be blown up. You you don't they don't they have. When's the last time either one of those guys have come to Tallahassee and really seen what's been going on around mm-hmm. this program? Really? Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech was the last time Kirk Herbstreit actually called a game here. Kirk Herbstreit's also said on Sunday or Saturday or Sunday that he's done talking about Florida State, and then he came out and started talking yeah. about Florida State. So I don't so, know where he's at. <laughs> I, I just I'm, and I'm not and I'm not going to hate on Herbie. Herbie, you're great, but it's just you know we can still get the best. I don't think we're going to scare away anybody. It's it's them. The media is going to scare away people, mm-hmm. and we have to get these guys in here, be proactive, and bring them to campus and show them what we're really about. And I'm telling you, recruits will stick with a guy like Bob Stoops. It's already been said. They I mean they're all eyeing it. I mean I've seen multiple recruits react to the reports that have happened. WTXL came out with a big one on Monday night, and obviously that has kind of dwindled down. But it's just. We have to hold ourselves true to getting those prestigious guys, or at least trying before we go anywhere else. Like other than that, you know. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think the whole like like Tucker said. I don't think the whole Florida State job is going to scare anyone away. I think if you're if you really want to be a well distinguished head coach in the college football industry, you would want to take on this Florida State job and hopefully turn the program around. I mean, I know like recently we've had a short leash, like we had a short leash on Willie, but. I mean, if we get a, a high, a highly recognized head coach here, and I mean, he could turn the program around. I'm, and he says right away, like, um, kind of like what Frost said, we're not going to win a bunch of games right away. We're going to lose some, but I'm going to turn this program around. Then that, that's the kind of guy we need. Even, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think having a high, highly known head coach here is going to help us tremendously. Huge. And I will tell you, I don't know if you were going to go in this direction, Gary, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. I don't like defensive head coaches. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Champ ruined that taste in my mouth, and I wasn't even a Ford fan. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work. It just showed me it didn't work. But someone I will look, if they're smart to look at a coordinator right now and hire, is Brent Venables out of Clemson. And I hate the Clemson Tigers. I hate them. But Brent Venables is the real deal. Coached for Bob Stoops at Oklahoma uh, with Mike Leach. Back in 1999 and in 2000. But can you pull him from a rival school? Can you? Can, I don't, is I don't it know. possible? Especially he, when you he's have to very play picky year. too. He's very picky. Yes. He's and he can look options. at the situation and say, "This is a dumpster fire." Kirby can come over there and like say he's visiting his kids and go in there and have a real talk with them, saying, "Don't do it." I don't care. You can come see it for yourself. You can realize Florida State is still a blue blue blood program, and you're going to get great recruits to come to the school if you take your talents there and you start it the way you need it to be. You know, you got to start it your way, and you got to hold these boys accountable. Whoever you bring in here, um, I think he would be a great guy. Uh, the other guy that's mentioned you have on your big board too is Jeff Scott, former Tallahassee boy. Mm-hmm. His dad was a recruiting coordinator back in Bobby's days. I mean, be interesting to see him come back. He's co-offense coordinator at Florida at, at, at Clemson right now. So, uh, it's him and Tony Elliott, right? I believe so. Um, so, I mean, I don't know who's the better of the two. Jeff really hasn't ever scared me. Doesn't look like he's a scary guy. Um, and he's not really a big-name dude. But he does recruit really well from Florida for Clemson. He's one of their top recruiters. And if you want to go down that line, it just matters on, like I said, prestigious, and then you work yourself down that line. Lane Kiffin's going to be ahead of these guys, in my opinion. But those are two guys I'm going to throw it out because I saw them on your replacement big board, and I'm right on the same train with you on those. I, I think they're good coaches, but it's 
just are you gonna be able to pull them away? That's why they're so far down. Oh, I yeah. I kind of jokingly do it where I just do dot 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 and I put them at like one hundred and fifteen or one sixteen. It's just because it's the likelihood of us Florida State getting them via arrival. Yeah. So that's the only reason why they're so down far down there. I would like them a lot more if they were up at a different school as a head coach at a smaller school possibly. So that's the only downside I have there. But do we need to touch on this anymore? I think everyone's kind of gotten their two cents out. Well, you never asked us who they really, who we really want. Who do you, okay, who do y'all really want? Go for it. Oof. I mean, if this is ideal, if I mean, no, forget the media, forget everything. I guess Bob Stoops would probably be my number one. I don't know. What about you? Um, Bob Stoops is the guy who I would love to have come to Florida State, and I still hope he does. Um, because I do think he'll name Kendall Brown as head coach and waiting like it's been reported. I do think he'll keep, he'll keep Jim Levitt as his defense coordinator and they'll build off his defense. I do think he'll try his best to keep Odell, hopefully Ron Dugans. I think he'll do whatever he can to come in here and bring his own style and bring his own staff that he needs to, but he'll still stick with the ones that matter and still stick to the, to the, to the, um, to the cohesive unit. And he'll keep Randy Clements too. That's another one that we got to keep. Don't ever forget about that guy. That's a good – it's a guy who hasn't really hasn't got his chance to get his offensive line out there yet. So, mm-hmm. Bob Stoops is the guy I want. Will we get him? I don't know. But Bob Stoops is where Florida State needs to literally dial in and bullseye on right mm-hmm. now. Do whatever you can to get him on campus as soon as you possibly can. Stop the bull snot. You know, just go for it. Get it done before anybody else can get the chance. Mm-hmm. And if you and just get the answer you need. You know, I don't want to hear the stuff from Kirk Herfrey. I want to hear the stuff from other people. I want to get it from us. I want to hear it from Coburn saying he's not, he's not, he's no longer one of our candidates. When that's done, that's done. Exactly. But hopefully, the next thing we hear is Bob Stoops is our next head coach. Yep. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of reports coming out earlier this week, also that it was going to be Thursday or Friday, end of this week, sort of. Is that likely, or are we expecting further down the line? Because when the coaching search was declared. I said it's going to be around. It's going to be closer to Florida Week than not. So I agree with that. But I agree I, with that. I think that um, uh, if Bob Stoops really wants to come to Florida State and this kind of stuff has just been all smoke that we've been seeing, just like Nick Saban did with the the Dolphins job back in Al, or Dolphins Alabama shindig, um, it will be made before the Alabama State game. If he's going to Florida, if he's coming to Florida State, he will be on campus against Alabama State as a as the last home game of the year. Yeah, I would say it's more close. It's closer to the Alabama State game mm-hmm. than the than the Florida game. But it's only think, if he comes. Yeah. All right. So I think that's all we got on the coaching search. I don't know how much more we can really get into because I feel like we've exhausted a lot of it at this point. Jason Brown. Jason Brown. Hey, <laughs> I don't, maybe maybe look at look JB. In, yeah, look into him, JB. At us. <laughs> but let's get into some basketball now. We don't really. I don't. Let's not touch on the, the BC game. That's going to be an interest. That's going to be. A, interesting game this week we can't really put that much onto it in odell we trust in odell we trust i guess that's where we're at right now in bc let's just do quick prediction for that one quick prediction for bc fsu football saturday noon game cold weather i think going out of the situation that we had on saturday losing to miami if willie taggart was still our head coach we would not win this game we have a chip on our shoulder because odell is odell he carries Florida State. He makes you play for the brand. He makes you play for the head. If he gets these guys disciplined, if we really see our offense for the first time, what it really truly is under Kendall Browse, we could see a quarterback change in there that we might not even expect. I think Florida State will win this game. Because I've been going on a win train. <laughs> My predictions don't work too well. 
But because uh, this has been tough. You guys are killing me. Um, I think Florida State can win this game by at least a touchdown. Touchdown? Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole discipline thing is a really big if. I know now that Willie's gone and Odell is running the helm here, I mean, he might instill some discipline. But, I mean, A.J. Dillon, David Bailey, they're just going to run the ball down our throats. He had a big and, game last game. And I think, I don't know. I don't know if we can pull this one off. But I think I got Florida State winning this one. Florida State's going to struggle with stopping Dillon, but that's going to be the key to winning this game. If you can stop Dillon, you will, right. you will win this ball game. They got a backup quarterback because Anthony Brown is still hurt. And last game, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he only had 10 pass attempts. And it's going to be cold, so they're not really going to want to pass the ball that much more than they have to. So if you can really stop Dylan, you're going to win this game. I got the Knowles winning 24-17. And who used to play in cold weather? Alex Hornibrook. Is he going to be the starter? We don't know. <laughs> That's a good, uh, they're a good answer. Yeah, it's... Once again, it'll be interesting in that regard on who's even going to be starting because right. we have no idea because they keep keeping us in the dark as there is no media availability even this week, too. We only had that media availability on Monday. I like it. I like it. I, yeah, playing it all close no to the against, No against the media where we, we work in the media. Yeah. Get out of their faces. Let them do their thing. This is Florida State football time. we got to get this stuff going. I need answers. They have so to get their stuff going. We Sorry. have articles to write, dadgummit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is frustrating for the media, but, like, we do have to understand, like, they... They need focus. They, yeah, they need to focus on what they're doing. If we're pulling some athletes aside to either do features on them or just, like, trying to talk about the program, they're getting distracted from what they want to do, and that's a win, so... Yeah. All right, so, yeah, Florida State. So we got... Was it two Florida State winning, and then you have BC winning this one? I have BC. Let me ask you this quick question. Last one. Are we bowl eligible by the end of the season? Yes. I mean, if, if, you, I mean, if, if we lose, to, no. if we lose to BC, no. then no. Yeah, you got no. You got yes, I would assume. Cause I got yes, and they, I think if we win, we'll beat Alabama State like we're supposed to. Let's just go into Florida and like give them just a tough time. Mm-hmm. The Odell way. Yeah, just play them hard. Yeah. Yep. Last time Odell was about to be the head coach, Flores, they beat the Gators in Gainesville. But Odell was about to be the coach then, not the current coach that, yeah. at that time. Yeah. But still, let's get off some football now. Let's get into the season that's just getting underway. Yesterday and today, FSU men's and women's basketball. Let's start off with the women's team because they had their first game of the season last night. They took down Charleston Southern 88-36. FSU comes in as number 12 team in the nation this year. A lot, a lot of players are healthy. Some players are hurt again, but this team is going to be good at Florida State, and they're going to be more consistent, hopefully, as long as they cannot have run into some injury problems. What are you guys' thoughts on this team so yeah. far? They they look so dominant last night. I mean, I know they played Char- Charleston Southern, but, I mean, Kyle, uh, Kaya Gillespie, Nikki Okomu, they look so good. Uh, Kaya's turnaround jumper is, like, can't stop it. Um, I don't know. Just, I mean, Tuck and I were working the game last night, and, I mean, they they look good, man. I don't know. I uh, I thought we got off to a slow start. Um, not not completely sloppy, but it wasn't. It took us a minute to find a basket in that first quarter, um, and then the second quarter it was tight. It was a sixteen. I mean, the the score in the second between the two, just just alone in the second quarter was sixteen to twelve. And um, but what we did was we went out. Coach Sue got them ready. Went out in the second half and held them to. 14 points in the second half. That 
was the difference between what I saw in the beginning, which was kind of butterflies and getting everything going, yeah. trying to figure out that rhythm. They came out really strong with his zone. They came out really, really strong. Charleston Southern played really strong from this from the get go with his zone, and they enforced their will and made it tough for Florida State to get the inside. They were having to pass it all around the key um, and, and and around the three. But I will tell you, freshman Sammy, Sammy Cousins, yeah, she is like. The real deal. She's got a sweet touch on the ball. She's going to be someone who they're going to try to find as a pick as a pickpocketer. She's going to be in the corners. She's going to be a spot up jumper. And I think um, if they can hold this defense thing true, they got to work on the zone because um, you can't have Charleston Southern coming here doing that to you. But um, they played really well, uh, you know, in the second half, and they really showed their dominance uh, against Charleston Southern. Yeah, and, uh, and River Baldwin also looked really strong in the River paint. Also, she, yeah, another another freshman. She, I mean, she looked really strong. Uh, Puisis and, and River Baldwin, they're going to be uh, some pretty dominant forces. On top of Valencia Myers, Kaya Gillespie, Nikki Okomu, Naja Wolfolk, all, I mean, mm-hmm. they look, they look they're, good. They're your bench players. Yeah they're, yeah, they're on the bench. And yeah, I mean, like Tucker said, they had to deal with the butterflies. It's the first game of the season. You're going to deal with it. But they only allowed 10 points in the first quarter, 12 in the second. Like, they, I mean, that's, that's still pretty good. Even then, were those butterflies, I mean... Could you say those butterflies were even there? They beat, they outscored Charleston Southern 25-10 in the first quarter. I'm and not, then they only gave I up think, 12 in the next. I, I, think think the, I think the butterflies came in like the first yeah. like three or four it minutes. Took, it took, it's like when Florida State men's basketball used to start off a game and it took us four minutes to score our first basket. It took a second to figure everything yeah. out. But when they yeah. did, they really started attacking. Sue found her way quick. And they really started getting things around. But the zone was tough to see against. Because I was running a replay last night. Zone was tough, was tough in the, in the, in the, to get go. You know, they, they made sure they came out and they made a statement at least that, that the best they could um, for as long as they could. 52-point mm-hmm. victory. It's <laughs> Looks pretty good pretty, on, pretty, yeah. on the resume. Granted, it was against Charleston Southern, mm-hmm. who isn't going to be the toughest opponent Florida State plays this year. But they do play a pretty decent opponent on Saturday. They play LSU at LSU, 2 o'clock. Baton Rouge, this team is 1-0 as well. They smoked, what is this? I don't even know what school LSU played. It's the University of New Orleans. They beat them 83-49 over other evenings. So they're also playing pretty well. They're going to be more up to FSU standard. I believe LSU actually beat Florida State last season. So this will be a kind of a rematch game, a rematch, a revenge game possibly for Florida State. What do we got going into this one? Do we have anything going into LSU? I know it's kind of tough to prepare for LSU At, basketball. Yeah, LSU basketball is a tough, tough to prepare for. Um, Baton Rouge is uh, is never a fun place, but um, I think um, they're going to come in there and if they can carry what they had, finishing the game against Charleston Southern, really strong defense, not allowing your team to do anything, uh, and owning up to who you are and your line and, and trusting the lady next to you when it comes to starting five. Um, and enforcing your will, they can they can really cause problems for LSU and Baton Rouge if they want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean I agree. Like they're they're a very deep team, so they're gonna have the next next woman up uh, mentality. I, I think that they can get it done against LSU mm-hmm. personally. Well, let's jump over now to the men's side. Men's got their first game. We're recording this on Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon. Men have their first game tonight. I believe it's eight p.m. eight p.m. tip off in Pitt against the Pitt Panthers. What do we got going in this one? They got Florida State has lost some players coming to this season. It's going to be weird to see this team without some of their guys from last season. 
they come in losing Kevin, uh, Fiondo Cavangeli, Terrence Mann, uh, PJ Savoy. I'm just going off the top of my head right Kofer. now. Phil Kofer, Nichols, David Nichols, that is. And it's going to be kind of not really, I wouldn't say. Kumaji also. Yeah, Chris yeah. Kumaji. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of guys gone. So where does this team kind of stand going into this pit game? How do we feel about this team? I know they won their first two exhibition games handily, but those are exhibition games. They're obviously it's low, low level opponents. Where are we feeling into this pit game, into the whole season in general? This is a statement game tonight. This is a statement game against the ACC. You're playing one of your ACC uh, opponents, so it's always more. It means more when you open the season against an interconference, not rival, but an interconference foe. Uh, Florida State is going to be a lot better than I think um, the media and uh, certain analysts are giving us the opportunity to. Seth Greenberg was not sleeping on us earlier at the media day this year at ACC, but uh, Jay Bilas released us at 44 in his BPI. I thought that was a little low. I think Florida State should be near the top 25. I think it was kind of a slap in the face to not be in the top 25, considering how they finished last year. And, yes, they lost Fee Cabangeli. They lost Terrence Mann. Two they lost players who are very, very good. Very good. They very lost Kofer. They lost someone who held this team together for five years and, and Phil Kofer, almost six years, I think. Uh, they And they lost Kamaji. I mean, he was a big man. He didn't do the best around the basket, but he damn he dang sure, sorry, mm-hmm. he dang sure uh, <laughs> played really good defense. Um, but I think Trent Forrest is someone you want to have, you need to have, you're lucky to have right now. Trent Forrest is one of the best point guards in the ACC. He, he's going to hold the helm. You want to have your best play from your point guard because that's where everything starts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have great shooters. Devin Vassell, now a sophomore. He's a knockdown guy, really clutch. Came up big for us against in, in late games last year, uh, primarily the Virginia Tech game in the ACC tournament. Uh, MJ Walker will start, and I think MJ, if he can finally meet that five-star rating he found that he got out of high school, he could be a really, really tough guy to get. When he's hot, he reminds me of uh, – when he has a great shot and his shot is just knocking it down, he reminds me of Xavier Raton Mays back when he just could would, would just shoot lights out of the mm-hmm. building. And then we have big guys uh, yeah, we, that really, to, seem, to me, have better touch than I've ever seen Florida State have in yeah, a little while. I mean, we lost Chris Kumaji, but we got Basa Kaprikova and, I mean, Dominic. Elizabeth. Yeah, is is going to be really big to have in our starting lineup. He did look good again in that game against Barry. I watched five a little for bit. Five. Of yes, he was very good. I like where he's coming from. He transferred from Ole Miss last year. He was one of the three transfers FSU got. Yeah, Nathaniel no. Jack, Raquan Evans, and Nathaniel Jack has a sweet shot. And uh, Raquan Evans plays fantastic defense. Beefy guy, really, really tough on the perimeter. I think Nathaniel Jack is going to be one someone we're going to go to like we go to Anthony Polite when he gets his chance on the court if he can work mm. himself into the rotation. Uh, Anthony Polite, his stroke is like, it's sweet right now. Um, we have shooters for the first time. We it, seem to have multiple shooters. It feels weird. Yeah. And then we're all forgetting about. I mean, we're not forgetting about him, but nobody's missing Patrick Williams. Dunk City, it looks like. I mean, we look like we yes. got a high flyer at, in Florida State. Oh I mean, high flyer more than Malik Beasley, Dwayne Bacon was, Jonathan Isaac was. This guy can jump, and he has a he has a really good build to me. He he's not he's not too skinny. He he's kind of broad. He's six eight two fifteen. Just, he's a broad guy. He's a broad guy. When I see him walk around, he's not he's not like a skinny basketball mm-hmm. player. He's a he's a small forward, but he's got good size on his body mm-hmm. that matches his height. I think if we can open up his shot, we get Trent Forrest to stretch his game a little bit and get out on the perimeter and get and take open shots. He really doesn't take them sometimes. He'll 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 hesitate. He'll have two feet between them. 
and they'll they'll let him take the shot, and he won't take it. Um, he's got to trust himself. He's got to open that up. That's what Terrence Mann is doing right now in the NBA to make himself a better player is to, is to stretch his shot, and he did a good job last year halfway through the season doing that. I think Florida State comes out and makes a statement tonight, and I think going into them Gators on Sunday, mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a really fun test. Mm-hmm. So do we got – Let's run through some predictions for tonight's pit game. Or Anthony, do you have anything to go on? Yeah, I was. I mean, I was just gonna. Uh, I was just gonna say. Yeah, we lost a lot of big names last year, but I mean, we still pretty much have half half of our team is returners, and also guys that have transferred in to have and have Division One basketball experience. So I'm not too worried about this team like getting getting off to a slow start or like having a bad season. Like I, I was shocked that they're not in the top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, th- that's just kind of disrespectful. Like Tucker said, it's slap in the face. <laughs> as he slaps, as he slaps his own face, uh, but um, yeah, I think I think we're gonna make a statement tonight. We we got the players to do it, and we're not gonna mess around here. Florida State was even on. The, they were at the top half of even the teams receiving votes in the AP. They were had thirty six votes received, and the team who was just on the outside, the twenty six, what you would call the twenty sixth team in the nation, Washington, was at one sixty four. So they weren't really even that close to getting in there. It's they don't they don't look at us any year when we come in as a team, especially when we lose people that we that we needed. Mm-hmm. They don't look at us like we have anything after that. Coach Hamilton does a, has done a fantastic job in his last few years recruiting. Yes, he's built a system that'll play ten to eleven guys, and they'll run you deep, and they play tough defense every single one of them. So all I got to say to everybody else is just watch them, just watch them, mm-hmm. let them do their thing. You can sleep if you want to. We'll see what happens on Sunday. All right. We'll see what happens tonight. Yeah, we'll see what happens yeah. tonight because tonight's the first game of the season yeah. in Pitt. Not, sadly, not in the tuck. I know that would be a very <laughs> be fun great. game to watch That'd down there. I missed that. The Florida game last year was fantastic to open the season. Good revenge would, game, though. Mm-hmm. Very good revenge game because Pitt did beat Florida State coming off the loss to number one Duke in the Tucker Center. Very slim loss to the, to the Blue Devils off that buzzer beater. But... Florida State kind of they faltered after that. Oh, yeah. They they slipped up. They lost to Pitt at Pitt, and then they also lost to BC on the road, in two pretty bad losses, in my opinion. They didn't need it. Yeah, they were they came into that. I think they came into that week eleven, and then they fell out of the top twenty five after those two losses. Yeah. So that really killed them, and slowly they were able to work their ways their way back. They want they went on a good win streak, and they were able to work their way back before losing their next game. To, or a few games down the line to UNC. Yeah. So they were able to work their way up to 16 back after that. So this will be a good game, to say the least. What do we got going into this one? Who do we have winning? Tucker, Anthony? Um, I have I have Florida State winning in this one. I think um, that loss last year to Pitt kind of opened our eyes, and we're not going to take them lightly. Um, I think Florida State comes out with it. I think the Noles are going to come out, and like I said, it's going to be a statement game. Um, we'll see what Florida State really is. If Florida State's as good as I think they are, they're going to beat them by 20. If Florida State is not as good as I think they are, they're going to have themselves a tough battle, and it's going to be a tight game, um, or they could find themselves on the other end. I mean, it's just as simple as that. We don't know. It's the beginning of basketball season. But my my prediction, I do think Florida State's going to come out and make this a statement game, and they're going to, they're going to put up some good points. All right. Do we have scores? I like I said, twenty point game. Twenty point game. Twenty point game. I don't know about twenty point game. I twenty points a lot. Yeah, that, that's that, a that, lot of points. That's a that's a really big statement. Statement. 
I know yeah. it's, you know it's a statement game as you whispered if you couldn't hear him say he whispered Fiery takes. Fiery takes. I, yeah. I, I mean, I... I'm, statement game. <laughs> I'd probably call it like a less than 10 point game but I, th- I still see us coming out with it yeah i agree with you on that one i i'm more on the 10 side i mean hey, the spread it's okay the spread it's okay. is it's the okay. spread is we need to have we need to have that like we, a we need to have the debate yeah, yeah. 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 i mean it, it adds to fuel to the fire now somebody can go and just bash me for what i said <laughs> the spread was is the spread is currently four say minus four and a half so you coming out there and saying 20 points that is statement a game man team. I get statement. I believe game. in my knolls. I, I believe my knolls, man. I get statement game, and I know we're probably going to catch. We're really going to hear it from tonight if Florida State does win by more than twenty points or around twenty points. Or I feel like Luke Faye's going to come at me in the next meeting and be like, "Tucker, what are you doing?" Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe if he listens, I have no idea if he listens to this at Luke Faye. Hello, if you're listening. <laughs> but I, yeah, I got Florida State. I think that it's not going to be ten exactly. I think it's going to be Florida State wins by eleven here. Basketball is tough to predict as yeah, the scores is. are just way too random. That's why I love so, it. Yeah, let's just stick to doing how much is the differential going to be. So I got an 11 point win for the Seminoles tonight. Okay. So that's I'd say that's a big win. 11's yeah, yeah, 11's oh, yeah. on the point of a big win for me. 20 statement is huge. game. That's a statement game. <laughs> Word of the day statement game. I'm gonna tweet it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so going on to the Florida game now. That one's the big one. Florida State or Florida, sorry, comes in ranked as the number six team in the nation. After a pretty bad year in 2018-19, they they got some recruits. They got they built up. They got Kelly Blackshear. That's the big one in my opinion. Obviously, they did get a couple other four and fives, but they're they're stacked now. You could say the least. Yeah, and. That kind of caught me by surprise, too. Um, just talking about it with different people, they're like, yeah, Florida, Florida basketball is going to be really good this year. And I was like, really? Like, I, based off of last year, I don't, I don't know, man. And then, I mean, they, they do have, like you said, they are pretty stacked. Kerry Blackshear last night had a double-double, t- uh, 20 points, 10 rebounds. And, um, and their freshmen are really impressive as well. So I mean, on their on their schedule on their website, they got they they got the clock ticking. Four days, zero hours, forty two minutes, four three seconds now. Um, but yeah, I think this this is going to be another good game too. Mike White is a great basketball coach. Um, it's been a while since he's been able to get his opportunity to grab a great team at Florida. Florida was a really good place to go play basketball when Billy Donovan was there, um, and Mike White had to come in there and take over something that was tough. And he's put up some good teams, some teams that. Never have been, you know, terrible, but teams that just missed out on the cusp of getting on the tournament sometimes. And last year they made a run. Uh, did, they, did they make a run last year? They played a couple good games in the tournament, but they didn't. I wouldn't say they made a run. They played a few ga- good games though. They were they were a statement. They were a team that kind of showed up and and played good basketball. Let me let me check that. I right think here. He's they a, they beat number twenty Nevada. They won that game seventy to sixty one, and then they lost to Michigan by sixty four forty nine. Tough game. Tough game. I know Michigan's a tough one to win. But still, they really, they didn't seem like that good of a team coming, like, coming down the stretch. They lost yeah. three games in their last regular season games. They lost to, uh, granted, they were tough games. They lost to Tom Crean in Georgia. They lost to number 10 LSU and then number 6 Kentucky. So they kind of faltered down the stretch there, and they, they really, they couldn't beat the big teams. They didn't, I don't think they had a single, did they have a single ranked win last year? A win against a ranked, oh yeah, they did, they had one. It was that overtime loss to LSU. That was it. That was the only ranked team they beat all last year. And they had a fair amount of games against ranked teams because they played Tennessee, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Tennessee again, Michigan State. They played 
obviously Florida State, who they lost to by about 20, LSU and Kentucky again. And then they just couldn't win the big one. And I think that mentality could be changing for the Gators because obviously they now have more of that confidence because they didn't really get beat down. They're not going to get beat down early this year like they did last year. So I uh, I think you got a really good team here. Like I said, my white great coach got Omar Payne, freshman from Monteverde Academy. Uh, Scotty Lewis, another freshman. Both those guys are top 50 prospects. Scotty Lewis is a top 20 and um, from last year. And Kerry Blackshear is the real deal. He he he's a good he's a big time transfer because he 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 kind of he has the experience he can show the young guys what they need to do to become better, um so it makes it tough in that sense. Uh, them Gators are gonna be pumped at the Con- O'Connell Center. I can tell you this is the one they want to get back. I mean we yeah. we embarrassed them last year at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, mattering on how Florida State does tonight and hopefully the way I predicted it, it goes the way I want it to. Florida State's gonna go in there and give them a tough battle and we're gonna have a great basketball game to watch is what what we want to watch every single time. Um, so, I think that this is going to be one of the best teams Florida State might face in the beginning of the year. Um, we have Tennessee coming up in Niceville soon, uh, but around Christmas time. But I think that um, this is going to be a statement game for either team come yeah. Sunday. I mean, I, that thing is my. I'm gonna roll with it, man. It's gonna yeah, be so another statement game. If Florida State were to win, the, beat the Gators. Yeah, that would be a statement. Yeah, that would be huge. Obviously, to take down the number six team at home, and obviously this would be the time for them to do it because. It's early in the season for Florida. Maybe their chemistry all isn't there, and so they could be. They could have a couple chinks in their armor. Who knows? We can see. We'll see when we see it. But let's get into some yeah. predictions for this one. We gotta keep this this show moving. We're near and close to an hour. People are gonna start tuning out. <laughs> um, yeah. Before I get my prediction, one more name to look out for: Trey Mann. He's a Gainesville guy. He's gonna be mm-hmm. playing the O'Connell yeah, Center. Is. So, so I mean, that's another name to look out for. Third, he was the third lead, uh, third highest scorer in the game against North Florida. So. He he's not messing around either. But uh, the um, prediction, I think it's gonna. I think it'll be like like I said, a less than ten point game. I'd probably say less than five point game. Uh, I'll give Florida State a three point victory. Three point victory. All right. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be the contrarian here. I think Florida State's gonna lose this game narrowly. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a three point loss to the Gators. It's gonna be that tough game. They're gonna battle. They're gonna fight. But ultimately, they're just going to come up short. And I don't think that's going to be anything to hang their head on because if they can hang around with the number six team in the nation on the road, they're going to be hanging around with a lot of teams in the ACC later on this season. I would say that Florida State is going to probably win this game by five to seven points. Wow. Wow. Big wins for both Florida State State's opening week games. games. Statement games. Statement games. <laughs> statement games, all right. And we got, I guess this would be another statement game, but not for basketball, but for soccer. Florida State soccer has the ACC semifinals on Friday, 2.30 p.m. They take on the number one Virginia Cavaliers once again. Revenge match. This is a big game. Came into our own home. Uh, came into Florida State's home. I keep saying, all right, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, came into Florida State's home, and they, they, they snuck out in overtime with a one nothing victory. It was a tight game. I was there working it. Um, I really do think... This is going to be one that if, if it's it's dang, dang sure going to be on the ACC network, so you better tune in because it's, be it's going to be a great one to watch for just soccer. If you're a fan of soccer, both these teams play fantastic soccer, um, and Dana Castellanos is literally playing out of her mind right now. And uh, Virginia plays tough defense, so it's going to be really really cool to see how Florida State's defense holds up against some of their counterattacks and how Florida State's offense can get going against a really tough back line for Virginia. Mm-hmm. And to put it in perspective, like you said, Florida State lost in double overtime 1-0 last time the Cavaliers and Seminoles met. Florida State outshot 
Virginia in that one, 14-10. And Florida State, didn't they, I believe they also controlled possession, too. I don't know. They, or Let's see. They can, Yeah, they controlled possession. They controlled possession 54-46%. to 46%, And somehow they ended up losing this one. So it's a tough game to drop, especially when you know you should have won that game. Because obviously, if you just look at the blind statistics, that's a win for Florida State. But they just couldn't come up with it late in the game. What are we feeling into this game against the Cavaliers, Anthony? Um, yeah, it's definitely going to be a battle, um, just like it was here in Tallahassee. Um, do we come out with the win? I don't know. Like, I mean, Virginia is the number one team in the country, but uh, like Tucker said, Dana Cassiano, she deserves all the hype that she gets. Mm-hmm. She's She's been on fire recently. She just won ACC Offensive Player of the Week, and I think she's going to keep it rolling in this match. So. Do we have a score for this one, this match? If things go the way I think they should go, should go. If things go the way I think they could go, um, Florida State's gonna work the top, space it out, and open up shots for Dana. Get everybody healthy. Jalen works really good with them, her and Gabby. Um, and then Yuji comes in, and I think Yuji's got to play a big game against Virginia. She, we've got to see Yuji come out and get a goal here. She hasn't had one in a little bit. We need to get her. A little bit more involved. I think if you can get Dana and Yuji really working well together and getting opening shots, uh, you really got to take advantage of your shots. And I think that if they do, Florida State could win this game two to one. Two one. All right. Yeah, I agree. They they do need to get Yuji's out more uh, involved in the game. But um, I don't know. I'm gonna. I hate to go against Florida State, but I think I think it'll be a two one victory for Virginia. I think they. They keep it going in the, I like the score prediction. I'm, I'm more on his side. I got one nil. I'm just gonna go one nil. It was a close one last time. It's gonna be a close one again. Both defenses are gonna stand tall. Goalies are gonna be standing on their heads. But Virginia's gonna come out with this one one nil. And yeah. Caroline Jeffers has been playing phenomenal as well. I mean, yes, like, if you look at the scores from the previous games, two one win, one zero win, or one nil win. 2-1 win, and then uh, we, had, we had a 2-0 loss to uh, North Carolina. But tough game. Tough, mm-hmm. tough game. Yeah, number three number three team in the country. Yeah, their, t- their losses that they've had this season are all against top teams, and you really can't knock them for losing those games. Those right. ones could go either way. Flores, they could be coming out winning, tying, or losing that one. And I think you could kind of nod your head and be like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, we kind of saw that coming. But but that's what Gregorian does. He plays tough teams to begin the season mm-hmm. to make sure these girls are ready for this kind of stuff that they're about to get into. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have the NCAAs coming up soon, shortly after this. I, when does that exactly start? I'm not exactly sure on the start dates. Uh, I believe next week. Yeah. Should be the 15th. Mm-hmm. 15th, or 16th, 15th to 17th weekend, right? Yeah, I think so. And Florida State could possibly be getting a site. Well, do they? I can't remember. Do their sites. <laughs> Are they already set, or do they go uh, like kind of more like baseball and softball, where it's all regional sites? I believe that the the more you win, the more you stay yeah. home. So I think they're going to start at home, and if they they keep winning, they'll finish at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the higher seed that yeah. you are, the the more likely you are to host. Matters on how so, we play this weekend. Exactly, yep. of course. I mean, if, hey, they. I think if they obviously if they win this game, I mean, even if they lose, I still think they have a very good chance at playing a couple a few games at home before mm-hmm. they get into the later half of the tournament if they make it there. Oh, yeah. Right. So. Florida State won't. There, there should be soccer coming back to Tallahassee, and yeah. not just the Tallahassee Soccer Club. Right, <laughs> <laughs> gonna be exciting there too. Yeah, so be a lot of fun this week. Huge week in Florida State sports. This is probably our longest episode yet, just because of the sheer magnitude of sports. And I know we didn't really have enough time to touch on anything really in depth, but this is the most stuff that's happened in one week. At Florida State. What do you expect? It's a hype week. I mean, this, there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Like you said, there's 
basketball starting up. We got to look for a new head coach, or mm-hmm. Florida State has to look for a new head coach. <laughs> I mean, we do too. I guess we'll be looking at planes and looking at everything else on basically. the internet, basically. So, so it, it, I think the I think we did our due diligence on this one today. Yeah, I we agree. did a lot of work on this one. So yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk and Chop. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FSVU Sports. Also, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.